Hello, strangers. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. Hope you're ready for something a little different, because this starts the first in our What Happened to Grit story. So sit back, grab a beverage, perhaps a corn dog, and let's tell some stories. Grit is great! Oh, I guess I am. But what the fuck is going on? We here at Leviathan Corporation hope you have a safe and meaningful journey through time and space. A soul link has been found. Suitable replacement currently resides in the Astral Sea. Name, Vladislav. Do you accept? Accept what? What is going on? Stop everything! Who the fuck is Vladislav? And the hell are you taking me? I'm sorry. Concurrent query overload. Time stop disengaging. Reversal initiates in 10 seconds. Refusal of a soul link may lead to further misplacement and or untimely death. I accept! I accept! Dear God, what the hell is happening? Thank you for choosing Leviathan Chaos Travel. We know you didn't have a choice in the matter and hope that won't negatively affect the survey. I hate you! Survey that! Please brace for possible visions of the unknown and an unlikely transformation into an inanimate object. You may experience some turbulence. Remember, grit is great. calculating beast. While Vladislav, Tiri, Victor, and Matilda are resting after their run-in with the demon lord Grotz, Grit Tough and Stuff is on another planet and, at this exact moment, is spinning together his own story, desperate to get back to Faerun. We'll start there. Tough and Log. 1428. When I placed my hand on that chaos engine all those years ago, it changed everything. The engine had given me flashes of a future, one where demons were destroying Faerun, where my friends were suffering. Best I can tell, it sent me 200 years in the past, and to a completely new planet. So yeah, that was weird. Weirder maybe is that I'm the one who built it. But here we are, on my way to the Morinlands where I built a family a company, and a home. I never forgot that other life. I always made plans to return, or at least send help to stop the demons. So many plans, and the Hundred Year War had given me the money, magic, and tech that I needed for those plans. But then that damn bomb went off, and it took everything from me. My family, my home, Leviathan Corporation, and for a few years, my sanity. It's time. I don't know if my children or wife are still alive, and maybe there's no way to truly find out. For all I know, they were sent through time and space. Hell, maybe to my old stomping grounds in Faerun. Hiring mages to scry the information proved useless. That damn bomb broke some of the rules of magic. But now I have to trust that Leviathan 1 is still standing, and that the engine can work the way I need it to. I need to do what I can to save lives.
Welcome, everybody, to the Loot and Dagger podcast. Yay. 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 So we have a very special story we're going to tell for probably, I'm, uh, hopefully, I'm not gonna, I don't know how many episodes until I cut it down, but... But yeah, we have a very special um, guest here today with us, and why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Justin Posey. Hello, I'm Justin, and I'm here talking into the microphone. Well, that's really cool of you, to yeah. talking into the microphone like that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Love so, it. Um, How'd it feel in your ears, like warm honey and milk? Well... I don't know. Is the answer correct answer yes? Yes. Then yes. Great. Wonderful. So, Justin, as people probably don't know, most of our fans have seen, uh, have listened to, um, ideally, season one, episode one, and going forward. But what you didn't know is that there were some lost episodes called Numenera, and that's how Loot and Dagger. Well, this is also became, the OG crew here. Which, which, yes, so that's where I was getting at. Thank you for stealing my thunder. Oh. Was that <laughs> well, just the DM? That's what we so did. So when we originally him. started Loot and Dagger, it really was just me, Chris, and Justin, and we were playing Numenera, and it was a ton of fun. Podcast course changed a little bit of direction, and. We have what we have, but I have hosted all the Numenera content. If you like what you're hearing here with Justin, you can continue hearing that for hours on end over on YouTube. And if you want to figure that out, then we'll just check Twitter or something because I'll be posting that information. And I'll probably link the in the show notes. I'll be linking the uh, the uh, YouTube link. You know, link, 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 link. 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 So what we have today is a very special story we're going to tell because many people really wanted to know what happened to Grit. We're about to tell the Grit story. And to tell this, we're going to start our story a whole nother planet, essentially. A whole nother plane. Well, material plane, but another planet where Grit has been around for a while. We will go ahead and start that scene. For everyone to know, this is also uh, in the world of Eberron, is where Grit is starting out tonight. So, um, if you don't know what Eberron is, it's fun. Go look it up, but we'll be describing some parts of it. If you don't know what it is, tough shit. Tough shit. <laughs> go look it up on your own time. Go look it up on your own time. <laughs> but to set the stage, five years ago in this world, a nuclear bomb essentially went off that was a arcane nuclear bomb that had completely destroyed a piece of land called the Mornlands. It wasn't called the Mornlands before, but now the bomb went off, people were mourning, so they called it the Mornlands. That is the stage that we are setting here for this story. Grit, you have found your way through the Mornlands. It is terrifying. Um, some places it's absolute glass, some places it's overgrown foliage uh, that just doesn't make sense for plants you had never seen before in your life. You mean like actual yeah. glass? Yeah. Oh, yes. Some places are just glass. Other places there are spots that look like deserts. You had a place in mind that you needed to get to, and you are just about there. With you is something we call a script board. A basically a giant mech that has been your personal bodyguard for a long time. You call him Bup. Describe to me what grit looks like. 
Well, at this point, um, he is an old gnome. Uh, his beard that he has kept since the old days of Faerun is now longer and very, very, very gray. Uh, does not have really a lot of uh, his old hair color. He's pretty much all gray. Um, and he's not walking with the spring in his step that he used to. Uh, he is wearing uh, hardened leather armors. Uh, he has got a um, a couple of pouches and bags wrapped around his like over his shoulder. Um, he's wearing like a long kind of leather coat, and he's got these gloves on his hand. And he's you know he's, he's getting along the best he can. He looks like a he's very very old at this point. He has been in this area for quite a while, quite a while. How long has he been in Eberron? About 200 years. No oh, right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, he's had to, uh, ever since the disappearance, uh, he has had to make his way and make his life uh, in this new realm. And he's done a pretty good job about it, uh, of it until about five years ago when, what well, I was going to call it, the mana bomb went off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mana bomb went off, and the Mornlands happened to be your headquarters. Happened to be where... That's where it started. That's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you essentially had three cities you had kind of built mm-hmm. over these, uh, over these um, basically, research stations that, uh, that we're about to get into. But um, as far as you're aware, they were all destroyed. Everything that was used was destroyed, including your wealth, all that. So he's lost a lot in the past five years. Yeah, and with you is Bup. Bup looks like like a a rock'em sock'em robot. I think Mm -hmm. that's the best description. Um, What color is Bup? Is he just kind of this gunmetal gray? Uh, I'd say dirty metal. Dirty metal. I spend a lot of my time just maintaining him, less cleaning him. Okay. So he's rusted in a lot of parts. He's basically looks a little more broken down, but still menacing. Uh, Bup is Bup is like seven feet tall. He's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. As a as a script born, Bup doesn't have a whole lot of personality, but he has some. Just basically, just what I've given him. Yeah, script borns are essentially a coded constructs. That was your claim to fame, script borns. Okay. Yeah, it's become inventive over the years. Yeah. So there is a patch of 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 rough foliage that you you eventually get through it you see the large bay door basically looks like a hangar of some sort you see no real markings but you know this was the this is the place you were searching for the entire time um around it on top of it overgrown with uh vegetation almost like a jungle kind of vibe going on what do you do all right bub this is it we're here we are here what is here the first facility i ever built after i came to this land and this is where we need to go to finish a job Hmm. and grit will uh move some of the vegetation off of the right hand side of the two doors Mm-hmm. And even though there's no indentation, Grit knows that there is a, a scanning pad on the wall. Okay. And he puts his gnome hand on there. 
there's a intercom, essentially voice that 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 comes out. Hello, Grit. Hello, Laura. Hold on. Hello. It's Grit. Are you talking? Cause I, I know that you put your head on a scanner, but I don't see anything happening. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You hear something uh, breaking. You hear, and then you hear a large like like crash. Just. They had dice in there. No. <laughs> Pretend like those were metal beams, <laughs> possibly. Okay, hold on. Um, let's try this again. Um, Grit, is that you? Yes, it's me. <gasps> Grit, what are you? What are you doing? I'm trying to get in. Oh. Why? Because this is my facility. Is it? Is this Laura? Yes, your Leviathan organizational uh, research assistant. How long have you been active? Uh, I had my last proper reboot in mm, five years. Check memory file 413 block two. Accessing, that looks to be corrupt. Oh no, just about this time. Justin, your character has been scavenging the lands around. Laura had set you to the task every day, trying to find something that could help basically maintain this research facility. So you're out, and the rough foliage is around everywhere. You do see there's this gnome and a giant mech unit, essentially, or a giant uh, uh, robot behind him. Is there anything you would like to do right now? I'm guessing we don't notice here. Yeah, I am. Um, hmm. Well, I guess roll a roll a stealth check. Let's do the first roll of the game. Nice. If that's what you want to do. Uh, yes, I'll, I will do a stealth check. Twenty-two. Grit. Roll me a perception check. I don't beat it. You don't beat it. No. Okay. Shh. Justin, describe your character. As we see this scene where you are, you go almost in like this super stealth mode. So, not very, um, a not very descript uh, thing. You just really get uh, a glimpse of shadows, um, a tattered cloak. You can, at close inspection, see like rusty scrap metal features on the body but overall very dark and and purposefully blending into the environment in general uh, it seems just kind of like almost chameleon like mm-hmm. um but a uh, but a but a large a large figure uh around about six feet but slim and uh definitely looks like he's built for built for speed you built him as a warforged but uh he's not necessarily a warforged we'll, i guess we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah he's a um he does look every bit like kind of like a nondescript robot, essentially yeah. with clothes on, right? Very much um, like if you put a cloak on the Iron Giant, kind okay. of very no, you know, featureless. There's no facial expression, just just a clanky looking, like kind of a clanky looking rusty robot. Okay. So you come in and you start hearing this entire. We'll say you've heard this entire exchange at some point. You were just getting done with your uh, with your scavenging mission. So I. Um, Reach into my bag, pull out a small cube. Laura, is oh. everything okay? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, Grit's here. I don't know what Grit is, but I'm very excited about him. Do I need to take action? I don't know. He does have the proper access, but he doesn't because, you know, you know how I am. Like, I forgot. I'm taking action. Okay. Good luck. Grit, you here. Well, would you like to wait for a second as I maybe look at some other memory banks? Uh, let's see. I could play some music for you. No, that would be... No, that's 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 fine. Laura, Laura stop. Laura, stop the music. Did you know trumpet is the official instrument of grit, tough, and stuff? Yeah, I, I, I know. I programmed you. God damn it. Would you like some food uh, I, while I wait? Uh, I'm, or while you wait? While, while, while that's, both go, have to while wait, that's going on, I'm bringing out my tinker tools out of mm-hmm. my out of my pouch, and I'm opening up the panel. Okay. To try to hotwire my way in. Okay. Um, his entire time, and Buck goes, uh, "Grit, was I born in this facility?" Yeah, you were. Oh. It's been quite a while, buddy. He just kind of looks like. Very rustic movements as he just kind of nods as he's looking at the facility. So this is home. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could talk. You could call it that. You should be able to. I, well, I guess no. After all this time, you probably wouldn't remember any of it. You were. Uh, you didn't have the the memory capabilities you do now. Oh. When you when you were first made here. Because you've always said I'm special. You're special to me. No. Oh. Well, that's cool. Now, Pop, I gotta concentrate. Oh, okay. Now I go back to trying to hotwire the door open. Sure. Roll me a thieving. I believe it's either yeah, thieving. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, unfortunately, this is a high-ranking facility. It has a whole lot of. Even, the DC is about a twenty for even this. Even if one. I designed it and kind of know it. Yeah, but shouldn't you should I get have advantage? Like shouldn't I get it. advantage on that then? Okay, you get advantage. I mean, it is my facility after all. But it doesn't matter. He's old and forgot because he got a natural one. Mm. <laughs> well, no, here's what happened. Um, you realize there's been, there's been very specific automation or, or modifications made to this panel. Okay. Seems like it's a bit of, not going to say hack work, but it's one of those things where it's different than you know about. So it's taking you a minute to truly understand how to get through yeah, the security gonna, protocol. Since I don't know, I'm not aware of anything else going on, I'm going to take or do a roll whenever I need to to kind of figure out what's been done and kind of yeah, we're gonna modifications. But Justin, nice. your character, what would you like to do now that you've seen all this? Now you see him trying to break open the panel. Can I? It's a, but I've heard his conversation. Yeah. So I know he's talking to Laura as if he knows her. Yes. Okay. You there. What is your business here? Oh, my. I did not see him. Bup looks closely. Oh. I should. This is a. This is a Warforged. I should. Does Grit recognize the design? Of a Warforged? Of this particular Warforged? This is a. When a Warforged, and this is my lore that we all agreed on here at the table, homebrew lore for Warforged. Um, when they are initially made, this is the body that it initially, this is an, a body of a Warforged before it becomes fully sentient, meaning it's featureless, it doesn't have a face. When the Warforged are made, um, their creators basically, because of the magics used, the Warforged take on the personality of the creator and the face once they gain their own sentience. Um, but this one has no face. But it has every look like a Warforged, which you were at war with for, like, 
a hundred years. It's the whole reason why you started Scriptborn too, is to help combat, like fight against Warforged. So, okay. anyways, that's what you see. All right, then. Well, in that case, uh, I'll turn around. I was like, I thought all of you were gone. And he'll pull the glove off of one of his ha- off of uh, one of his hands, and instead of a hand, he's got a, he's got basically a uh, an arm cannon, and he points it at the warforged. I suggest you leave. And I'm gonna tell Buck to get ready as well. Hmm. Buck does the same thing. He raises an arm that uh, the fist kind of pops down, and you see a uh, a cannon protrude. And you hear Laura's like, doo, 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 doo. oh, hold on, Grit. I think I almost have it. Doo, doo, doo. Nope. Nope. That was a laundry list from 14 years ago. Hold on. Doo, 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 doo. I don't think you belong here. My I, ward is the caretaker of this facility. I belong here more than anyone else. I built this facility. Wait, who are you? My name's Grit Tough and Stuff. How do you know Laura? I created her. Laura. Yo. Is, hey, honey. Is, is this true? Oh, which part? I was, uh, I am really, really uh, knee deep in some files right here, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Um, what was the conversation? Who is this person? Oh, well, um, if my records, I can't see right now because I'm kind of inside the facility, but he, if it is grit, tough, and stuff, then he is CEO Leviathan Corporation. He would be a gnome, so you know, small. There I, is, there is a gnome. I'm interrupting. What are you doing here? I told you, my ward is the caretaker of this facility. I'm security, but you're warforged. This is my home, Laura. Oh, hey. I just found something very interesting, but I don't think it has anything to do with the conversation. Then we'll, we can dispense with that. Identify Did you know this. in some cultures they use candles for their birthday cakes? Great kind of face palm. This is on a, a file bit. right here. I'm looking at it. <clears throat> okay, Laura, look in memory file 3.287. Certainly. What am I looking for? The memory file. Okay. I got you. Hold on. Okay. It's a memory of my 231st birthday that I had at this facility. When you, speaking of candles, <laughs> you should see me in the facility blowing out my candles. Oh, look at that. You're in the facility. I mean, it makes sense, of course, because you are... Great, tough and stuff. CEO Leviathan Corporation. Okay, so I've been identified. Can you please open the door? Remember, grit is great. She's not wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, <clears throat> you see, with the corruption and all, uh, I have had to, you know, adapt. And uh, of course, I uh, decided on my own. I know that that's not something you really like uh, me to do, but I did maybe some light experimentation on one of the Warforged units we uh, brought in at one point. You know, from the war. How is the war going? Did we win? The war has been over for over five years. Well, you can't see my face, 
My shock sensors are tingling. I bet they are, Laura. So I assume this is the Warforce you did experimentation on. Oh yeah, he has proven, well, it has proven, I, I don't mean to give it a gender, but I occasionally, you know, say he. Um, it has proven invaluable in keeping and maintaining a facility alive. Uh, Gert will lower his arm. I'll be honest, I'm at an impasse. I'm gonna have to leave yeah. this up to- I'm just gonna talk over Laura at this yeah. point and look over at this unnamed Warforged. So, you're not one of them. Is Laura exhibiting any memory loss or erratic behavior since you've been, since you've known her, I guess? This is the only Laura that I've ever known. Well, she is uh, quirky. I can fix that. She's forgotten a lot of things. But we need to get in the facility. Oh, good news. I found your shoes. Now, they're a picture of your shoes. I do not know if this will help you out at all. Can you help me? Hmm. You are conversing with Laura as if you know her, and you seem to show concern. You're on your own, but I won't stop you. And I want to slink. I just want to go back into the shadows. So he's slinking back into the... He's slinking back. I just want to watch him. Because at this point, I don't know, and I know Laura is... Uh, weird, mm-hmm. to say the least. I'm gonna spend the time figuring out how to how to hotwire the door. Yeah, let's so, roll another this time at advantage. We're gonna do this again. Seventeen. The same exact fucking roll mm-hmm. that I just had. Ooh, that tickles. She's obviously made some changes to the circuitry. Hey, Greg, how's your wife? My memory banks are corrupted, so I don't remember her name. But last time she was here. You guys had a very wonderful party. She's gone. She was lost on the war. Along with the kids. Will they be back by dinner? No, Laura, they won't be. He's going to put his head down in a little bit of silent reverence for a few seconds and go back to trying to figure this out. He's obviously, he's he's looking a little more frustrated Mm -hmm. than normal. But he is determined to get in, get in the, get back in the facility. If you would like to do something now, uh, yeah, I think after hearing that little engagement, kind of, kind of curious. Uh, so, I want to do a perception check to see what he's doing when he's trying to open the lock, and if there's something that I know to do to yeah. open this lock. Do it. Perception check is fine. Uh, Twenty. Twenty. There was a point when the lock itself had broken. Laura talked you through uh, not only fixing it, but making it just different in design enough that only you and Laura know how to get through without some kind of expert um, crafting. But he knew where to go. He knew the wires that, were, that needed to be uh, done. There's actually a, an arcane like lock, and that's the problem he's having with this is arcane lock. I'll, I'll go ahead and come back out and walk to Grit and Bup. Bup still has his uh, arm cannon up. His no, I would, I would, I would, I'm okay. completely Sorry. ignoring okay. him anyway. I would have told him to put it down when I put my <clears throat> arm down. Sorry. Okay. I I walk, pretty much walk through them as if they're not even there. Okay. Uh, and walk straight to the panel and go to unlock the door and open it. Okay. Uh, you put the panel back and then you put your hand on the panel. 
like you put it back together the way it should be you put your hand on the panel probably look at grit <laughs> and it scans and it's like oh sweetie i'm glad you're back did you get anything good i found some strays oh all right well will they be joining us for dinner yes okay should i give them clearance that is up to you hmm oh is it grit yes and and what is that other fellow his name is bup you'll you'll remember him when i fix your memory banks wait the bodyguard universal protocol that's the one that's all i remember about him uh, with a uh, yeah, with a loud, the bay doors open, and these are long, long stair. There's a stairway that leads down into the lower part of the facility. I look at Grit. You follow me. I look at Bob. You stay here. No, he comes with me. No, he always comes with me. No. Uh, I walk. Is Bub still wearing that party hat? Laura says to both of you. It was a really fun picture I found. He grits ignored everything. He's walking, and he's motioning Bub to follow him. Hmm. Like he owns the place. But. I stand in between. I put my hand on Bub. Okay. Like on his chest. Is he? Uh, are you scuffed or, uh, is, or damaged or have anything going on with you? In any way? No, I. Maybe a chip. As far as what you know, maybe a chip here and there. As far as what you know, what a warforged look like looks like. I look very clean, with the dark core, the dark wood core, but you can tell, it looks like, I have been like just adding sort of like hodgepodge like, extra tech. So scavenge tech. So there's no like little chips or damage anywhere on you? Not really. I mean, the stuff that I have on me is not really me. It's part of the armor. I can take it off and I'm still me. Oh, there it goes. Huh, there goes my well, plan. is going to try to push past you. Okay. It's a contested strength roll. So it'll be a nine for me. If you want to continue stopping Bup, you got to beat a nine strength. 11. Okay. Bup is, and this is uh, something that's very interesting. Bup looks intimidating. He looks big. He is very strong. But he, uh, he starts to go, and you, can, you, you, you hear the grinding of his, uh, of his motors as, as this automation here has stopped Bup in his tracks. I'm going I'm, well, I'm, so I'm to kind of signal to Bup to just get in when you can, and I continue walking down. And okay. while Bup is still trying to... Bup, uh, Bup backs away, and as he backs away, the doors go and there's Bup. Uh, the last thing you see is Bup waving at you, and he thumbs up and nods. Okay. Okay, yeah, come on. Laura. Okay, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm Please heading, train your cameras. I'm exactly to where her memory core is. Please okay. train your cameras to the individual waiting outside. I'm going to stay close to this grit fellow. Okay. Sounds good. As you uh, walk down, um, you see the facility. Um, for the most part, it looks like just a large open space with racks and racks and racks of different parts and uh, like legs and, and, and different kind of head units, things that have been used for scriptboard in the past. But everything is rusted over. 
a lot of things are just broken and in disarray and it doesn't feel like this had to happen from the the magic nuke probably did something cause some kind of um, to cause these things to kind of go into this type of it's almost like a bomb went off in here but had things have been slowly been repatched work together and you see uh, two other doors that you would recognize <clears throat> one that has the symbol of Leviathan on it and these are large again about the size of the bay doors you uh, had entered in and the other one says Leviathan 1 Chaos Engine in the center though this entire thing this looks like a lived in space too I don't know if you want to, Justin, if your character's literally lived here, like has like, oh no, chairs and books that it's found, that kind of stuff. But so it certainly looks lived in. He is curious of documentation and things that he finds in his scavenging trips. Um, mm -hmm. So you do see trinkets and knickknacks and things that survived the blast, mm -hmm. but there's no... Typical he has like a, things. He has like a, a knickknack shelf, basically. Yeah, like the little bobbleheads and scraps that just look interesting, shiny pieces of glass, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things that you would find in like a ferret's den. Like shiny things a little bit, um, but right. intrigued by a pre collapse Mornland stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, but there's none of the typical comforts. You know, there's no cooking area, there's no. Uh, chairs or bed or even hammock or anything just basically one little section that's cleared out on a wall that mm -hmm. looks like where somebody might stand very still and maybe stand still <laughs> that's pretty much it that's what he does right. but outside of that he has almost his own like little reading nook of stuff yeah there, yeah basically and there's probably all kinds of documentations and books and things that are just kind of scattered around and definitely I, I like the idea of a, of a knick-knack shelf yeah. you know just all kinds of crap you've accumulated that just has personal kind of value to you as you're just trying to understand what is the Mornlands what was life like before the Mornlands Grit you walk down and you see all this the place in disarray and you also see um, from the top there's Laura as her uh, her body is attached to the uh, the center of this entire facility at the at the ceiling, and it drops down. It's the upper half body of a of a of a woman, almost angelic, especially with all the uh, the wires and stuff coming out of her. Some wires are kind of you know breaking apart, that kind of thing. And off to the side, you do see um, you do see some like a scrap heap of just different scraps that it seems like uh, they've been collecting here. Everything looks all hodgepodged and welded together, and nothing looks like if you close your eyes, you remember the gleaming, you know, newness of of this building. Where is her memory core? Is it in her head, or is it somewhere else on the facility? Yeah, there's a terminal over on a wall and underneath the terminal you know that this is where the memory core is essentially right, so her body gets down to level with us yes and it's like hey grit look at uh, you her uh or you've seen better days and uh, uh with all the frayed wires and stuff like that around her i'm gonna just i'm gonna mend it all together okay cast mending and how does that look um just kind of he looks over and he just kind of waves his hand you see some some just magical energy from his fingertips and the wires, like maybe the uh, the shielding of the wires starts regrowing. Um, they start reattaching to if they were, if like two wires were, sp were spliced or something, they 
twirl back together and then are covered up with the insulation and stuff like that. Okay. No, you see Laura back to basically her young self. There is a uh, slight smile on her face as her face is a bit animated. It actually has some mechanisms to it where she can smile, she can laugh, she can have facial features. And this angelic, you know, half half, uh, half body um, kind of twirls around dancing. It's like, oh, I feel so much better. Oh. I'm going to fix you up even more now. Just give me a few minutes. I go okay. toward the closest terminal okay. to where your memory core is, and I start looking for the corrupted... Do you still fu- like hot dogs? I, I'm ignoring it, and I go <laughs> and I uh, uh, go ahead and start looking for the corrupted memory files, trying to run some sort of restoration on them to you know, get them back up to back up to normal. Okay. Without um, without purging her, you know, last five years of memories. Roll me a Arcana check with advantage, as a lot of her memory banks are actually infused with uh, arcane. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. It's not perfect. It feels like the quirkiness is still going to be there, but you think you've done it. That you've. You brought her memory banks back online to their full pre-corrupted um, state. And it's, she's like, oh, kind of blinking. She blinks at uh, she blinks at Grit and almost a, she seems more emotional than you ever programmed her to be. But she reaches over and gives you a hug as she comes down from the ceiling a little bit more after dancing. And she goes, Grit, I, re- I remember you now. And you haven't really seen Grit. Uh... He hasn't really smiled since the start of this, but you see a little, 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 little smirk come across it on the corner of his mouth, and it's good to see you too. <sighs> Grit, tough and stuff. CEO of Leviathan Corporation. Clearance granted. I'm surprised to see you still functioning after all these years. Was very close to not being able to maintain, not just myself, but. She uh, she points over to the uh, door that has uh, the Leviathan logo on it. I'll, I'll kind of cut her off. So he's still safe. Yeah, he's safe. Living now. The core cracked. What? The chaos core. It cracked no, no, and it's no, been slowly no, no, leaking no, ever no. since. It's. Can it be repaired? Or is it too far gone? It's too far gone, Grit. That eventually, I mean, we've been keeping him alive, but the engine is useless without a core. Yeah, you see, Grit's hand will kind of, his face will kind of slump into his his uh, face will slump into his hand for a second. He's kind of rubbing his temples. And... I think, I, I think there may be one more. I do not have any access to files that say that we had a spare. This was off the books. She looks taken aback. You didn't tell me? I didn't tell anyone. Well, Grit is the boss. He has that clearance. So what can you tell me about this one? He he nods over to uh, the unnamed Warforge. Let me introduce you. Come on, tell, tell him your name. I am version 0.001.1-1. Alright, I'm just going to call you numbers. You may call me 1. That's a number, so kind of still works. Grit 1 is... He is both script-born 
and Warforged. Wait a minute. You actually did it. When we discussed the possibility of melding the two, I was... I was drunk. <laughs> well, those drunken numbers run three times through, and for the first two years, we really had to... Uh, uh, there were tough years for me and one. We had to make sure he could be sustained, maintained, and that he was fully able to do all the things we thought a scriptborn and Warforge could do were they ever to be merged. He is one. He is everything you thought it could be in those really drunken messages and files you left. It was the only way I can make someone to help me maintain, because I can't... She kind of looks out the door. Leave. Grit looks over at one. Almost Every, almost like a... Yeah. Almost like a proud papa, in a way. Laura, I'm going to need you to explain all of this to me. I'm so sorry. I didn't... My memory banks were corrupted. I couldn't have told you that much. We were at war with the Warforged, and... To understand their technology better, we actually took in some units before they could be enlightened, so to speak. So, I'm an abomination? No. You're... You are so special. You're a one of a kind. You will likely never be built again, and... You have a soul. Something scriptborns do not have. Bup has no soul. He is scriptborn. I, I guess in a way, where you're, I mean, he kind of before he says it, he uh, pause. I'm cutting you off. And uh, Grit will look up at you, and I guess in a, in a weird sort of way, Laura and I, are your parents. Well, I'm. I, at at I this point, know. I'm not looking at Grit. I'm yeah. just looking straight dead at Laura. But there's zero emotion. Yeah. One, how are you feeling? I am, uh... Go through the steps of your emotions like we've talked about. I feel... Confusion. I feel... A lack of purpose now. I feel... I, that you've withheld certain things from me. You were conversing about things, chaos cores. Uh, I, I, I don't... In her defense, there's no way she could have told you. Her memory files were corrupted. Correct. I would have, if I could have. She hasn't told you the real reason for this facility either. Or at least everything I've been programmed to allow you to know. Why are you here? What brought you here now? Where have you been? If you were my creator, why were you not here? This facility is special. There's a lot of things going on here that that you're not aware of. And I'm sorry that you've had to find out all this all at once. I know it must be difficult. I have been unable to come back until recently. Laura... Do you remember the calculations I can never get right for the jump? Yeah, I remember. And you see Grit pull out what looks to be a, just a thumb drive, basically. 
an arcane ruined uh, USB drive. Yeah, USB drive essentially. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I finally figured it out, but I need you to over to look it over because I need your expertise on this. And he plugs it into the console. Okay. This will take some time to analyze, of course. You know that. We were analyzing it for hundred years. Well, you, you now you have the missing piece. It took me five years to figure this out, and I couldn't come back until it was figured out. Because you know what comes next. There's a sad look on Laura's face at this point. She goes, "You're gonna do it. You're going to leave. You're gonna make the jump." I have to. The last thing I do in my life has to be a good thing. Yeah. Her eyes glaze over as you see very tiny, like, runes start to kind of, like, almost uh, Matrix-style start flowing down her body. Just Matrix-style. Like, all around her body. And these are just, they look like uh, like arcane, arcane runes. These are in all kinds of languages, too. These are in Infernal, in Abyssal, they're in Elvish, Dwarvish, all kinds of and, and they look crazy. And if you get a glimpse, depending on whatever you speak, um, yeah, these are going over codes and biblical texts. These are going over magical texts. These are going over anything and everything, kind of arcane and divine. And she goes, again, this, 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 this will take some time, and it is consuming. A lot of my excess re power resources. Probable. Probable. You, she starts saying words like that. As you can tell, it's almost like when a computer's on its last leg and then you run SQL against it or something and it's got to it's got to go back through a whole bunch of databases. The lights start to dim slightly. Everything just starts swelling as far as uh, the ambient light. She lights up too. Um, these arcane ruins are purples and greens and blues and things like that, causing almost like a, a disco ball effect in the entire in the entire room. Until suddenly everything goes. This entire process takes about 10-15 minutes. By the way, during while I'm doing this, I, I I've pulled out a during this whole process. Sorry, I pull out another drive and plug it into the console while she's doing it, and I'm typing away at it as well. Okay. Essentially, what I want to do, uh, and I'll, I'll go and tell you, you, uh, is while she's doing this, I, I know that her power is being drained. Yeah. I'm trying to transfer her programming onto here. Onto a different, like yeah. a um, different medium. Yeah, because I, I want to do something with it. Okay. So as you're doing that, um, and you can see, we'll, we'll, we'll put this kind of together, her life source is dwindling to go through these number, the number crunching. But she has a bigger processor in the, in the facility, mm -hmm. essentially. And we're going to say whatever medium you're about to put her on, um, you know when the right time to do that is. Yeah, and I'm and all at the same time, if for, in case so she has enough power, I'll reroute power from maybe some of the cameras uh, and stuff like that. I'm even going to... Uh, I'm even going to uh, briefly open the door to let Bup in. Okay. And close it. Okay. Mine. And if there's any sort of, I know they have a, it's an electronic lock, but if there's like a, if there's a mechanical lock on there, I'm gonna, I'm signaling to Bup 
um, to physically lock it to not use power. Here's what we're going to do. This process is going to drain the facility, except for you can reroute it to where it's not Leviathan and it's not um, and it's not the other chamber, the chaos chamber. But everything else, um, because of the complex processing power, the age of the of the hardware, essentially. The door opens enough for Bup to get in before... He closes it back. He closes it back. Cameras no longer work. The, if you wanted to open that bay door again, it's going to have, at this point, you're going to have to physically open it up. Uh, everything that was automated at this point, or kind of techie, um, that needed some kind of power... You see what the lights you, dim. What are you doing to this facility? Laura, what's happening to you? Laura now looks like something you've never seen obviously you didn't you don't know what's going on with the ruins you like you've never seen this before laura looks straight at you and it seems like there's a lot of emotions in her eyes a lot of emotions in her eyes um something you have never seen this before because she's so quirky and kind of absent-minded anyways she looks at you and she says i believe that what you know of me will change forever soon as she looks over to grit i have the proper coordinates for the jump there is now more than ever, at least a chance that it will work. It's a better percentage than we've had in the past. The exact percent is 72.84% chance that you will end up in the right time and space you need. And she looks over one moment before you transfer, and she comes down to one and she puts both hands on your face. And she says, I'm not sure what happened to me when, when the bomb took everything, when the war took everything. But I know that before this moment, I never knew what was beautiful and what I hold sacred in my heart. There's something that rewrote me, and that part of me made you. Your purpose is your own. Welcome to being something like human. Wh what do I do now? You Are you killing her for a 70% chance of whatever this is that you want to do? You'll still hear me. I'll still be around. Just not as this. And her eyes kind of shine a little bit as she says that. This is my purpose. You were my purpose. This facility, it's my purpose. Grit will tell you more, but the facility's purpose is about to be explored. The facility is at the end and a beginning. And with that, she takes her hands off of your face and she smiles slightly. She goes, you are so beautiful and you have all the purpose and probability of being something that could change the world. Maybe for good. If that's what you desire. But you have the desire. And that's beautiful. And you weren't built for war like the others. You were built to maintain and to keep things alive. You don't know grit. But if it is one thing I would love it, love for you to do. Perhaps you keep this crazy old man alive. And she winks over at Grit. Grit smiles. 
I believe the transfer is complete. And I'll see you soon. Yes. Oh, also, I have made hot dogs in the food replicator. You always knew what I liked. It's dinner, dinner, dot, time, time, time. As the ruins start shutting down, on her all over her body, and you see her, she, her head moves over in your direction, one, as the light sinks out of her eyes, and she is now just an empty, hollowed body at this point, with no life force behind it. And Grit will reach over, he'll see that. He'll pull the other data disk, I'll mm. just call it, uh, out of the terminal. He'll look at it. And we'll see, he'll kind of just whisper to himself, I got you, old girl. I got you. 